Welcome to Namaste with Renee. I am your host, Renee Marcoux, CEO of the iHeart Academy Life Coaching Certification and Business Building Program. Entrepreneur for over 15 years, spiritual and wealth advocate, and professional singer. And in this podcast, we talk about how to disrupt the program of lack and limitation and instead consciously design your life so you can experience more happiness, inner peace. You can be living on purpose in your career and also realize your unlimited potential. Hello and welcome to Namaste with Renee. I'm your host, Renee Marcoux, and I'm so excited to introduce you to my amazing guest today. She is going to come on and talk about how to stand out in a crowded market online. She is the founder of Wholehearted Social, and she has helped people reach over a million followers using organic social media media strategies. So my CEOs and my entrepreneurs out there and my influencers, you definitely want to check into this episode and have a listen to what my amazing guest Kumba Dauda has to share with us today. So welcome to the show, Kumba. Thank you so much, Vinny. It's a pleasure to be on the show today. Thank you. And it's a pleasure to have you here. Amazing. Yeah. So I have so many questions for you as we all, you know, business owners, we always want to be growing our accounts and, you know, really attracting more of the ideal clients that we want to be serving in our businesses. And I think it's such an amazing thing that you have been able to do that for your clients. And I'm just, I'm blown away by your, um, your stats here that you've shared with me and your own personal story that you have shared with me that I would love to dive into today, um, with the episode. So I'm good with going in the flow if you are. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds great. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. So tell everybody, um, where you are based in the world. So I'm currently in London, um, so that's where the agency is based, but I'm originally from, you'll notice from my accent, that I'm originally from Glasgow in Scotland. Amazing. I love it. I think you're my first London guest here on Namaste with Renee, so thank you. (laughs) So amazing. Um, And so is that where your business is based out of then? Yeah, so kind of pre-COVID I was kind of just remote working so I was all over the place I was traveling a lot and um, but post-COVID I've kind of just found myself just being quite content in London and um, there's a lot of opportunities here there's so many people you can network with and um, there's just in London just is a city that has so much going for it especially if you're starting a business or you're looking for funding or just to meet great people it's a great location to be in. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I haven't made my way out to London yet, but I surely do have that on my list of travels. I can't wait to go out there and hopefully meet up with you face to face sometime. (laughs) Yeah, you definitely should come. Yes, for sure. So how did you get into the space that you're in with your business and all of this amazing success that you've had? Uh, so that's an interesting story. I was actually laid off. <laughs> this must have been about five years now. Um, so straight out of university, I landed a job for a startup. Um, and I'm very much for taking jobs that I feel passionate about. And um, so this startup particularly was actually helping people with dementia. Um, and they created this app to provide to care homes and um, to actually do reminiscing therapy and actually work with people specifically with 
dementia and try and improve their quality of living and also connect them with their families so the families could see what their loved ones were up to and um, so for me it, like I loved the ideology and the kind of mission of the brand and it was absolutely amazing but what we found this is when I was in Glasgow um as there's not a lot of budget for technology and the kind of care industry within the UK so that company actually relocated to the US and I wasn't able to relocate at that point because I had uh, I was actually engaged at that point and I had a mortgage and I bought a car so there was so many things tying me down to Glasgow um, so I got laid off from the UK position um, and then I just started freelancing so from there I just reached out to my kind of marketing the people that I'd, re- I'd kind of met along in my path and just mentioned I'm now freelancing um, as anything I can help you with. Um, and it's all been organic from there. Um, wow. So that's why Wholehearted Social is based on um, organic growth strategies because I built my business, the six-figure business, all organically through referrals and recommendations. Like we've not spent a penny of ads, anything like that. It's all been very from our case studies and the work we've done as well as my personal passion. Wow, that's incredible. That's so nice how it kind of just all like went into the right flow, right? It was the universe was surely responding to you. Yeah, it's devastating at the time. <laughs> yes, think, right. Oh, I love this job. I love the people I'm working with. And me as a person, like I love that fast paced environment. That's why I'm in social media because it yeah. is so fast paced. Yes. So for working for a startup, I was like, this is amazing. I'm learning so much and consuming so much information. And it was right. just perfect. But you but like I'm now I see in hindsight that that had to happen to get to where I am today. Yes, exactly. That's exactly it. I'm a firm believer of that. You know, when one door closes, like 10 more open and then the opportunities just keep on coming. And so that's, so that's really cool. And so you ended up finding this company, Wholehearted Social, and then you started putting forth your efforts in the business. You love like the fast pace and everything with social media. Yeah. So it was a long process. So I was freelancing for a few years um, and then I decided, like, it's really difficult to manage a lot of clients on your own. So that's when I realized if I'm actually able to take on any more clients, then I need to have a team. I need yeah. to have a go-to team that I can work with. Um, and that's when Wholehearted Social was born. And then that's when I actually built a team and was able to kind of scale it from there. That's amazing, Kumba. Good for you. That's so many people's dream to be able to be doing this. So you have totally conquered. Um, So congratulations. That's really a gift. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. So will you tell us some of your top strategies or really just how you can help some of the listeners who are really interested in growing their brand online and their social media? Um, You know, like even what accounts you even start with when you have somebody who's interested in working with you? Yeah, so that can can tap into what I just previously said said there um when I'm growing my business for me it comes from a place of intuition and what I feel is the right thing to do rather than following the advice solely of others and seeing it as like that's what I must do and I won't fail if I don't follow their strategy and so that's why I don't like to say that follow this one strategy and it'll work for you and because I, I I convince I basically tell business owners that you need to do it your way you need to build your business in a way that makes you happy as 
and also in a way that is within your reach because a lot of a lot of um marketing owners or marketing experts suggest oh you need to be posting seven times a day on social media but if you've got three kids a dog all these things going on in your life that's not sustainable and even if you can keep it up for a month or two long term that's not sustainable for your lifestyle and um, so what I recommend is to do it in a way that works for you specifically and just make maintain that kind of stable content rhythm in a way that works for you. Yes, I love that you said um, the stable content rhythm because that is true. I I know even for myself personally, because I do manage my social media, um, that's been something for me. It's a little bit hard to allow other people to take it over because that's where I really do feel like I can connect with the people that I'm here to serve in this lifetime. Um, so like on Instagram and Facebook, those are like mainly the, the two that stand out for me and a lot of the business owners that I know um, they'll be operating with, of course, TikTok and some other ones as well. Pinterest has been big for a lot of uh, my business owners back here. Um, but it is, it is interesting to see, you know, I, I think that is something really important to really say, Hey, what are the goals for your company? You know, do you, and be consistent in the posting. So it's like, of course, keeping a congruence in what they're sharing as far as content, but also you're suggesting um, keeping it like every continually every day. Like, are you saying do post at the same time every day or different sections of the day? Um, is there something to that? So in terms of content rhythm, rhythm, I would suggest like post as much as you can um, mm -hmm. because you do want to be posting actively every day. But if that's not possible, then if you know you can post three times a week, then stick to that. Stick yeah. to whatever works for your personal schedule. Um, yeah. And when it comes to choosing the channels that you want to market on, if you are early in your um, journey in terms of launching a business, I would recommend focusing on one. Um, and seeing how that works for you and then adding on other channels as you go because um, even us as a brand we focus primarily on Instagram and Pinterest like that's our main two okay. channels um, because our our clients are mainly e-commerce um, and we work with some personal brands as well so that's the channels that they sit on so it's just about doing a little bit of market research and just thinking where actually like leisurely do our clients actually use social media like are they on reddit for example are they on youtube are they on and think unconventionally think outside of the box like it might not be traditional channels like for example you've got so many other strategies you can use in terms of you have messenger bots where you can use many chats you need to be, communicate with people via facebook messenger so if you know that your audience is on facebook messenger but they don't use facebook then mm. that's another way that you can communicate so it's just thinking about where your audience is located and doing a bit of research into that and if you're not sure ask your audience that's another key piece of advice that I always suggest if you don't know the answer ask your audience and ask them to give you the answer and you can do that by putting up a poll on your Instagram getting results there you can do that by hosting and um, focus groups so maybe if you hosted a masterclass and then afterwards you want to get feedback um, on how that person discovered your masterclass do a focus group and ask people um, or you can do face-to-face -face coffee meets or even virtual meets now in the kind of situation. Um, there, there's so many ways that you can get feedback and that feedback is so precious because it's what brands used to spend millions on before the internet existed to do wow. market research at that level. Brands have spent millions to do that kind of um, insight and get that kind of insight from their audience. Um, so definitely leverage that to your advantage. 
Yes. Yeah. That is such a great point. Thank you for that. It's so, I mean, even just you saying that it it really puts it into perspective, like the brands before social media were spending millions of dollars to find out what their client wants, right. Or their ideal customer, what they want to, what they're really looking for. And now we have the opportunity to easily do that by the people who have already seen success through your own social media content posting, or, um, you know, perhaps they were funneled into a program that you've put out and things like that. And I think that is, that really is so important. And I feel what one thing specifically I love about that when branding with a personal brand or an e-commerce store is that it's real people selling to real people, right? It's not like where, um, a customer of the Coca-Cola brand who has billions of customers, right? And we're not connected in some way. Like when you're building a business and you're, you're connecting with people on social media, it really is about building that connection again, right? Where it's like, okay, what do my clients really want to hear? What do my followers really need from me? How can I be of service in this platform to be able to show up and give people what they need and just asking that's such a great point just asking and yeah and your yeah. audience love to be seen they love to be yes. heard and that's part of our psychology as humans we love to have connections with people that's our innate desire to feel connection with others um so just having that one-to-one connection especially if you're a personal brand um it's super important just to have nurture that relationship with your audience Yes, yes, nurturing. I love that. Thank you. These are such great tools. Amazing. For sure. And so what about the person who maybe isn't at the beginning stages of their business, but they've been in um, their business for several years and are growing their accounts on the daily or, and not just accounts, but say email lists and things like that too. What are you, what's some of your um, ideas to help continue to grow? I think with um, brands um, that are already on that journey, they've kind of nailed their messaging, they've nailed their image, their brand aesthetic, their kind of visual assets and things, then testing is like what you need to do to get to that next level. That's what will give you the kind of understanding of what your audience wants as well. So you can test when you're doing um, Facebook ads and things like that or you can test new softwares so right now a lot of people are moving to community which is a text messaging app and um, so that allows you to build an audience off Facebook and Instagram because at the end of the day like even though I'm a social media marketer you don't own the data to these channels right. um, Mark Zuckerberg could just switch a button and decide <laughs> you're down like that's it like right. your business is cancelled on Instagram because they don't like what you're posting and so you always need to be wary of that um, and just have other kind of backup kind of a safety net I would say you need to have a safety net but if that happens where else can you go like do you have an email list that you can talk to your audience do you have a um, text messaging service where you've got your audience's number that you can reach out and contact them have you got a mailing address that you can send like even mail to them um, it's just thinking about outside of the box a little bit there um, and as, as I said marketing is testing so just testing seeing what your competitors are doing and testing to see what works for your business and then scale it once you know what is working 
Right. Oh, I love that so much that you shared that. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, important to have something other than social media to really be able to keep in contact. You know, if one day, like you said, Instagram decides to click a button and, you know, take your account down. I've, I've seen that happen to a few of my friends who are business owners as well. They just weren't vibing with the their content or it was just too much of a loud voice or whatever. And they were just like, boop, taking it down. And then, you know, they'd have to rebuild it back up. up. Um, which could take a lot of time and energy and effort, especially when you already have that following. Although the following is probably still looking for you somehow, so they're going to find you again, right? Um, but that's really an important piece. So so thank you for that. And um, you had mentioned the app called Community, and that's um, the SMS text messaging app. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. And so how do you suggest uh, for your clients to be using that? Do you um, have that them drive their audience to the text app and, and text for more information or how does that work? So you can use it in lots of different ways. So with community that you can actually set up, it's similar to email marketing where you set up natural okay. sequences and you have like kind of sequences depending on which which kind of link that person joined from or when they joined. Um, so you can set up a sequence which goes out like every, say every week. So for example, it could be an affirmation Friday and it could be an affirmation every week. Or you could do, if you're a fitness trainer, you could do a workout session um, where they get sent your YouTube videos with mm-hmm. workouts. Um, and you also can kind of segment your audience. So for example, if you are a chef, for example, um, and you know that, you're targeting busy mums that don't have time then you can send that to a particular audience 10 minute recipes that they can do on the go um so there, there's so many ways um you can use it depending on what niche you're in um but i would just have a routine with it the same as social media make sure that you're active and also make it exclusive to your audience so make sure that they're not only getting the automated messages, but you are going on the phone and you are responding to their messages as well and giving that one-to-one communication. Um, obviously, if you have a large audience, you can't respond to everyone, so make that clear as well, mm-hmm. um, that you might have a team on the back end doing the responding um, and just make sure the team's signing that off so they know it's not you, just to keep it authentic and to keep that transparency. Um, but yeah, that's what I would suggest with that. But it is still, well, SMS marketing has been around for a long time, but not at this level of personalization and mass messaging, um, which Community offer, which is amazing. I'm not in, I'm not in collaboration with Community, by the way. I've not got an affiliate link, so you don't need to worry. <laughs> but it's just, it's a, it's a great service to use if you're looking for new ways to kind of um, new, new paths to go down. Yeah, and that's a great idea. Now, do you have a suggestion for your clients to put the community text? Uh, for example, if somebody wants to continue with that idea, because I think it's brilliant to really be able to connect with your audience, even for like a day that Facebook is down, like which happened, I think it was about six months ago, almost up at this point, um, or last fall rather, but um, they would you suggest that they put it in their bio for example like put the number in there um and then you know just continually send people to like the link in the bio kind of conversation cool yeah so definitely link in bio and also you have the ability in stories now to include a url url oh god to include a link um so you could 
definitely have that as well. So I know that's not limited to people over 10,000 followers now. Everyone can use the sticker um, where someone can click on a link and they can get directed somewhere. Um, so you could use it there or you could just reach out to, if you have a Facebook group, you can reach out to people on Facebook, go live, talk about how that, like you'll be live for the next 30 minutes on the messaging app um, and they can text you directly with your questions, things like that. Just think, so things of ways, uh, think of ways to add value to people's lives. Like you should be, just be leading with the value first. And yes. um, so just offering whatever you can that you know will feed those customers what they want. Yes. Yes. I love that. It's so important to lead with value. And, you know, we're in this like beautiful 5D timeline now that we're really, you know, as business owners, it is all about authenticity. It's about genuine marketing. It's about leading into that in that feminine way, right? Like that whole like bro code kind of like, you know, crushing things and all that stuff. That's kind of becoming old language. I'm sure you've seen in your business too, and with your clients and people want to feel that authentic connection to either their product or the service, especially a service. Right. Um, and I think that's such a, an awesome thing to remind everybody listening and anybody who wants to grow an account is to lead with value, provide value for whatever you're sharing to people. Of course, if, you know, you could do funny things or like funny memes or, you know, something that um, is of value, you know, it doesn't have to be every post, right? But it's like keeping that account like very in the forefront of how can I serve the people that are following me or how can I bring them to have a better day or whatever it is. Um, and actually that brings up another question. And I know we're um, going to be uh, closing soon in this episode, time flies by. Um, but I, I was wondering, do you feel that it is important for business owners or people who are, want to grow their accounts to a million uh, followers like you have done for your other um, customers, do you feel that it is important to have it niched out? And I know that's not like the appropriate term, but um, how would you describe that? Like uh, for, audience, if you're targeting, yeah, yeah like so target audience. Thank you. Yeah, so that is niche. Like I say niche, but I think the American way of saying it is niche. Them niche. Yes, <laughs> so it's yeah. definitely the way we pronounce it. Um, yeah. yeah. So in terms of when you're targeting. My belief around that is you should 100% have a niche, but you shouldn't limit yourself to that niche. Mm -hmm. um, so you can have more than one. Um, so a lot of people just say you need to have one and that's it. That, there's no other option for you. But like, for example, I run my business and I have I work with personal brands and I have one team for that. And then I work with e-commerce brands and I have one team for that. And that's completely different brands and that's completely different niches. Um, so you don't need to be like, stuck in that and as well as you progress in your journey you'll kind of you'll change a few times and you'll realize okay that's for me that's not for me or you'll realize that your audience changes over time like I did with the kind of um personal brand and e-commerce like I never really catered to the e-commerce market until more recently when people came to me for that um, yeah. and that's when I started to divide the the, the, the niches basically and how I provide for them um, but just be aware, like if you are a mission like that, like you do need to segment your audience. Um, so you need to make sure that within your email campaigns, you're not kind of um, overlapping the different messaging that you're kind of utilizing for different audience types. Um, and as well as social, just make sure that you're covering all your kind of content pillars and it kind of matches both of your audience types. So you're not kind of excluding anyone. 
Um, so that's my personal belief on it, but I know a lot of people disagree with that and they kind of go against that, but that's from my personal experience and what's worked for me. And that's what works for you. Right. Exactly. And that's where people want to lean into, like what has worked for the experts, you know, and you're considered an expert in this field. So it is valuable what you share. And um, I've always been that I, I have my hands in a few different things. And yes, my per, my brand is personal to me, right? It's my service. So I'm, I'm ultimately selling myself or my strategies or my wisdom, for example. And um, also as a singer, same thing, selling my songs. Um, so it is really interesting that, yes, it is a good idea to kind of have a narrow wing. But yes, you can speak to everybody that it doesn't have to be you know, only this person with this age range and this color hair or whatever, right? It's, it could be beyond. Yeah, so, I always recommend as well to not just look at demographics. So where someone's lived, where the age, location, things like that. Like mm-hmm. look at the psychographics and dive a little bit deeper. Like what are their interests? What's their activities? Mm-hmm. How can you relate to their day-to-day? Um, we have a great post on the Wholehearted website on our blog about reactive marketing. So actually when you react to certain trends that's happening. So for example, um, if there's a big massive um, surge of Netflix um, series that are coming out that are really popular like for you to kind of have an opinion on that as reactive marketing and that will connect with your audience if you know they watch that program as well so you can kind of make it relatable to your business um, so it's just about kind of yeah thinking outside of the box as well yes yes definitely that is definitely thinking outside the box I, I love that um, I also wanted to ask you how important are hashtags so the latest kind of news with hashtags is, in my opinion, I feel like hashtags are going to disappear in the next few years and they're not going to be used um, mm-hmm. just because um, I know that the head of Instagram has basically came out and said that you should use three to five hashtags. Um, but when I've actually tested that with the accounts that we work with, the 30 hashtags with smaller accounts still kind of get that reach. Um, so I think just experiment with certain accounts and see what works. But I think Instagram will slowly phase it out. Um, and obviously you don't want to use hashtags in a spammy way or a way that's kind of um, unappealing for people and you want to make sure they're really researched and you're kind of using the right ones that's relevant to the posting things Um, but I see hashtags going out but right now I've seen results with using maximum hashtags for the smaller accounts and then using three to five for the bigger accounts. Yes oh that's great and what is technically consider um, for maybe if we were to kind of create a little idea or a a plan for those who are listening like what is considered to be a bigger more influential account I mean of course we can throw out numbers like a thousand to a million right but what is something that you set in um, up as a structure when you're building accounts for people do you reach for a certain number and then um, you know beyond that or is it do you have a certain I guess it could also be considered goals with the accounts as well yeah, so we actually created this um, because we do influencer marketing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we created this kind of resource for brands in terms of how much brands should charge influencers based on their followers and their kind of reaching things. Mm-hmm. Um, so micro influencer, we would probably say is below 25,000 followers. Mm-hmm. And then you get mid influencer, which is between 25 and 100,000 followers. And then you mm-hmm. get macro influencer, which is really above the 100K mark. 
Um, and then you also get celebrity influencers, which is a bit different as well. Um, but that's the kind of standard way I would look at it. Okay, awesome. That's great. So there's definitely some more reaching that everyone can always do, right? It's, you know, get to different levels and things. Wow. That is so amazing. So, well, I was wondering if you would share your website or your accounts with us here in case anyone is really drawn to your message and is looking for your service and they could find out more about you and your company and also what your current offers are for hire. Of course. So our website is um, wholeheartedsocial.com. Um, and we've got a really great blog in there for business owners that kind of goes into our methodologies and kind of gives you hints and tips. Um, and that's updated Fridays. So definitely keep an eye on that. Um, and then you can follow us across on socials at Wholehearted Social as well. Amazing. And just so I'm clear, it's whole as in W-H-O-L-E. Yeah. And hearted, all yeah. one word. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, that's amazing. Thank you so, so much. Um, I know for sure I want to definitely continue the conversation, see if, um, you know, there's anything that I can lean into more with your business. I've been to your website. It's amazing, by the way. So all the listeners out there, definitely check out Kumba's website. It's beautiful and uh, definitely full of all the goodies that you're offering. So um, definitely check that out. That's at wholeheartedsocial.com, you said? Yep. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Was there anything else you wanted to share? Any last words for the episode? Um, yeah, just for everyone out there doing organic content online, just keep it authentic and keep doing you. Yeah, I love that. Oh, I totally second that. So thank you so much for being here, for sharing your advice and your light and love on this podcast. And I surely look forward to connecting with you again. To all the listeners out there, you know where you can find us. Go find our Facebook group, at Namaste the Podcast. And of course, if you would like to reach out to me or any of the team members, you can find me at ReneeMarcou.com. That's R-E-N-E-E-M-A-R-C-O-U. And we look forward to connecting with you in another episode. Namaste. Thank you.